Welcome to Live, Laugh, Talk. I'm your host, James Graham, and I'm happy to be welcomed to your ears and promise to bring you information that you'll find enjoyable. Today, we will start our podcast with a discussion about chivalry and kindness in general, entitled, Is Chivalry Dead and Did Courtesy Kick the Bucket Too? Then we'll transition to our segment, How Did We Get Here?, followed by our hobbies and special interest section, and then conclude with our sunflower message. As always mentioned, you're encouraged to share your thoughts on these subjects on our website at livelaughtalk.com. And if listening on Spotify and Apple, you could add a voice memo as well as comments and participate in our poll. For those of you who are doing that already, we want to give you thanks as we're starting to see comments, we're starting to get voice memos, and it's fun to see your answers in the polls. The topic that we will begin with is entitled, Is Chivalry Dead? And did courtesy kick the bucket too? Let's begin. Walking from the mall one day to my car, I saw a lady a few paces ahead of me. As she approached the door, a man happened to be on the other side of that door. Instead of him stepping to the side to let a lady through, he walked through the door, leaving her holding it. My immediate thought was, what's happened to the gentleman? First of all, what is a gentleman? Well, he's supposed to be a refined male, non-barbaric. He can be seen as one who would care for his family and his fellow man. As such, He's not one ashamed to give love in abundance, and he longs to receive it as well. Back in the day, he was called Sir, an aristocrat, a caballero. Today, we can just call him rare. A friend of mine has a six-year-old son that has one of those toy trucks. This one happens to be shaped like a, an SUV. So he was going to get into his little vehicle and, and drive it along the sidewalk. And his dad said, hey, why don't you take the neighbor with you? The neighbor is a young lady around his same age. So guess what he does? He drives along the sidewalk. He gets out of his little truck, walks around, opens the door for her so she can get in and closes the door behind her, gets in. Cutest thing you've ever seen. At the age of six, we have a gentleman. Well, the weather girl sang to us in 1982 that it's raining men. Hallelujah. Well, it must have been quite a poor forecast because we are seeing deadbeat dads, men with abusive behavior, absolute machismo, and anything other than the description of who was once even called a lord in the good old days. What happened? Where did he go? Many says he went away after the sexual revolution. Since then, 
he no longer had to show gentleness and sincerity to gain a woman. Think about it. Once upon a time, a man had to remove his hat when walking in a room and he saw a woman. He rose when a woman sat at the table with him and he treated his woman like a precious flower. When approaching a woman for the first time to speak to her, he used compliments and terms of beauty. Since the sexual revolution, men obviously found none of this necessary. Instead of endearing terms to get a woman's attention, we hear, hey, shawty, uh, look at here, mama. That works just as well nowadays. Women will allow the lack of chivalry so the men are happy to oblige. Yes, I said it. Women allow the lack of chivalry. So men, don't bother. I remember my mother telling me to walk to the door and meet a lady there on a date. Now the fellas just pull up and blow the home. I remember my parents saying that you have to ask a woman's parents for her hand in marriage. Now a man can just skip all of that, give her a key to his place instead of any act of chivalry, anything followed by a ring. We don't even see rings nowadays. Sadly, women view this behavior as acceptable. Why is this wrong? Because there are some of us who find true value in a real man. We want to employ him because we like his character. We want to be his friend because we can trust him. And we want him to marry our daughter because we know he will give his life for her. But aside from this, common courtesy has taken a backseat to produce an inconsiderate generation. And this, of course, is evident in both sexes. How many times have you been pushed aside or stepped in front of in line or had your foot stepped on without even the courtesy of two little words? Excuse me. Oh, we can go on for hours about impolite people. And we'll talk about this young generation, but honestly, the older generation is just as guilty. Maybe even more so because we raise these ingrates who are our future leaders. True enough, this is where we are. But where do we go from here? See, we can begin by looking in the mirror and resolving not to be discourteous and resolving not to perpetuate it by tolerating others who maintain a disdain for what we call common courtesy. As parents, let's guide the next generation by embracing cordiality. May they look to us as examples to follow. Men, let us give women the attentiveness they deserve by being thoughtful and chivalrous to the point that it raises our appearance to elegance. May we portray a polished demeanor that makes any woman proud to refer to us as gentlemen. Yes, everyone, it's not too late to change. 
may begin today by walking with consideration for others and carrying ourselves with refinement. If we make this our determination, we will see civility return to us by others giving of themselves graciously as well. As the weather begins to get warm outside, everybody starts to think about what we can do for fun. Oh, we can go this place. We can go there. We're starting to have longer days. Brings a smile just to your face thinking about it, right? But the one thing that begins to happen in this country when it begins to get warm is people begin to leave their pets and their children inside vehicles. In 2019, 53 children died in such deaths, being left inside of a vehicle. 2020, 2021 got to be 25 and then 23. Well, nine have already passed away in 2023. You see, it's a serious thing to walk away from a car and leave your child or your pet inside. We have a story of a gentleman in Chesterfield County, Virginia. He accidentally left his child in the car for several hours. When he discovered that the child was deceased in the vehicle, he returned home. He took his precious baby inside the residence. He then exited the residence and shot himself. What a loss to that family. They lost two people that day. The stories go on and on. We've had individuals go into the grocery store and leave their child in the car. Some have gone to work and say they forgot that they had their child with them. And then the child was left in the car to perish. Why is it so dangerous to leave a child or pet in a vehicle for what seems just moments? Well, they say it's never safe to leave a child in a vehicle because of the elements of that car. Even on a, a, a day where it's 61 degrees outside, inside that parked car, it reaches over 105 degrees. So the threshold for a heat stroke in a child is well below that. When the temperatures reach right about 100, a child is in serious risk of death to their internal body organs, being so small and young, it just can't handle. And that of a dog, that threshold is even lower. 
Now the question of why do cars heat up? Well, because sunlight heats up the elements inside, including the dash, the upholstery, the steering wheel. All of this is according to noheatstroke.org. And you can look these things up and mention it to your friends and family, as well as post it on social media, because we need to, to take efforts to make sure this doesn't happen in our family. Well, why aren't quack, sorry, cracked windows enough? Well, partly open windows allow some heat to escape, but as long as that heat source, the sun continues to beat down and heat up those inside car elements, the temperature can stay dangerously high. Well, what has been done in this regard? Well, there are some safety features that have been put into cars now. I was driving a friend's pickup truck, and when you turn off the vehicle, a light comes on and says, check in the seat behind you. It even had a weight because I had my, my book bag in that seat, so it didn't know whether what it was. Could have been a book bag, could have been a child seat. It just told me to check the back. But what if we get so used to driving that vehicle that we just ignore that? Well, there's other things coming along. Whereas that weight that's in that seat, there's going to be bells that ding when you open that car door. Different things that manufacturers are coming up with that can be advantageous. But not all of these things are reliable. Not everything that we come up with as uh, computer control is reliable. Well, why can't we say that? Well, in Houston, Texas, just last month, there was a canine dog. His name was Aaron. Aaron was four years old. Well, his partner got out of the vehicle, left him in the air-conditioned patrol car that unexpectedly shut off when the officer was away from the vehicle. You see, this particular vehicle is equipped with a system that notifies the handler, sounds the alarm, activates cooling fans, and rolls down the car windows if for some reason the vehicle shuts down. But this didn't happen in this instance. It malfunctioned. And although that handler, that police partner, got back to that vehicle, saw him in danger, got him to a, a vet, and what he was hoping was in time, Aaron didn't make it. So we can't rely on the vehicle, or we can rely on computers and technology to solve this problem. We've got to be able to do it ourselves. We've got to even police the situation ourselves. I'll tell you what's now a humorous story. But I was going into the grocery store. Now me, I'm a pet lover. I even time my watch if I'm walking in and leaving my pet outside. So I'm thinking about, I'm doing a good thing. Now at the time, I'm driving a vehicle that was much like that police car. 
it could leave the air condition on while the vehicle's locked. I set my watch to six minutes, so the alarm goes off. I tell the people at the front that they're used to seeing me, I'm going to run in and I'll buy it at the front. I'm not even going to the, the, the checkout because that's a little too long. Well, before I can get in the store good, I get a ring at the front desk. They're telling me, whoever's driving this particular car, come to the front. Now, of course, I've lost it. I'm thinking something's happened to my precious babies. But what had happened, there was a police officer standing there. And a lady had called the police just that quick and said, there's a, a, a couple of dogs left in a vehicle outside with the windows rolled up. So when I got out to where the police officer and the lady was, we got to the vehicle and I showed the police officer, hey, the car's running, the air condition's on. Also, there's two cups of ice water sitting there and the dogs are licking the ice water. And of course, they were dressed up, they had their clothes on and that kind of thing. And the police officer told the lady, well, you know, these dogs are, are safe, they're okay. You know, they, they, they're dressed up for the occasion. They've got clothes on. They've got water. They've got air conditioning. And he's like, you all have a lovely day. And he left. And I left. And the lady left. But then I thought about that. What if my vehicle malfunctioned? See, at first I thought this lady, she should have just walked up. She could have saw the water. She could have saw the car was running. She could have saw the air conditioning because it was blowing my dog's hair. That's not the point. The point is, they shouldn't be in that vehicle at all in heat. Now, it was a brisk fall day, but the point that I'm trying to make is, is even I've had to change my mind on that. It doesn't matter about the machine. It doesn't matter about the car and its air conditioning and the system or whatever's rigged up. It matters that those things can malfunction and you could end up losing your pet, or you could end up losing your child. And when the numbers get into the double digits, when it's just one child, it's too much. But when we're talking about 53 in a year, we're talking about people going to work and forgetting the children, we have to ask ourselves, how did we get here? One of our listeners wrote in and said that their special interest is roller coasters. What an interesting topic. I love roller coasters too. I've ridden some of the most frightening ones at that time because it keeps getting bigger and it keeps getting taller and it keeps getting faster. So I love them, but I'm also a little bit in fear of them too. But this person that wrote in said that their favorite one was the Fury at Carowinds, or the Fury 325. So it's a 95 mile per hour roller coaster. Have I ridden it? Yes, I have. And it is amazingly fast. It is so fast that when they take pictures of you, 
it looks like you're smiling because the g-forces bring your face to just a shock of just where your skin pulls back and it looks like you're grinning but it's a fun roller coaster scary the first time you get on it gonna tell you that but after you ride it a couple of times kind of get used to it you're never used to 95 miles an hour up and down a hill but hey i enjoyed it i had fun but there's so many others out there they're indoor roller coasters now there's a dark coaster that's coming to bush gardens and you can see online how you know frightening to me it looks being inside of a building so there's some indoor uh roller coasters out there as well and also there's so many amusement parks where you can go to and experience multiple roller coasters you've got six flags uh there's also cedar point where there's a seems like a million roller coasters all different heights and sizes in addition to that hey we can't leave out the happiest place on earth right you've got disney world and, and the magic kingdom where you can go and just be a kid all day long so if roller coasters just aren't your thing check out one of these amusement parks where you can spend a whole day doing anything but a roller coaster and still have loads of fun. There's also indoor amusement parks too. If the weather gets so hot, you can go to Nickelodeon Universe. There's also Adventure Dome, iPlay America. These are indoor. There's also indoor water parks too. So if the weather gets completely out of control, whether that weather is too hot or it gets too cold, that doesn't limit what you can do anymore as far as having fun with your family, getting them out and going to an amusement park, spend all day long riding rides and playing games and just watching shows sometimes, eating and having fun as a family. So hopefully this year, I don't know where you're gonna be, but hopefully you and I get to see each other at one of the beautiful amusement parks all over the United States. Our sunflower message is a beautiful poem named Affirmation by Asada Shakur. Speak this to yourself until you know it is true. I believe that I woke up today and my lungs were working miraculously. My voice can sing and murmur and ask miraculously. My hands may shake, but they can hold me or another. My blood still carries the gifts of the air from my heart to my brain miraculously. Put a finger to my wrist or my temple and feel it. I am magic. I am life. And all its good and bad and ugly things, scary things which I would like to forget, Beautiful things which I would like to remember. The whole messy, lovely, true story of myself pulses within me. I believe that the sun shines, if not here, then somewhere. Somewhere it rains, and things will grow green and wonderful. Somewhere inside me, too, it rains, and things will grow green and wonderful. Sometimes my insides rain from the inside out. And then I know I am alive. 
I am alive. I am alive. This is the baby boy of James and Georgia signing out until our next time. And I can't wait to speak to you then.